Brian, dude, thank you so much for uh, coming on the podcast, man. Um, I, I think in the midst of all this madness of, of the pandemic, uh, to find uh, such a bright spot like you, man, has really made a huge difference for me. And so I'm just so thankful that you could cut away today and, and come on the show with me, brother. Thank you. I appreciate that, man. I, yeah. It's, it's, it's madness out there. And I, don't, I'm, I try to be a pretty positive guy. And I really, I'm not trying to let, I actually got laid off from my job and stuff. So oh, I'm sorry. I'm, it's honestly, it's like the best thing that's ever happened because I'm able to start focusing on this. Whereas I'm trying to juggle kids and, and a job and, and grow, grow dead and bloated. And so right now I'm just like, you know, I'm I'm kids in this now and and wife of course too. And she's actually being a pretty good sport and helping out a lot. Pretty more. good sport, bro. You got to yeah. watch out, man. She's going to steal the thunder from you pretty soon, man. <laughs> the, the ones where you throw the ball behind you and just smash her or the diaper in the head. Her reactions yeah. are priceless, man. It's incredible. She's such a great sport. And I want to get to her in a little bit. But first, could you just explain to everybody, you know, how this started, why you wanted to create Dad and Bloated in the midst of five gazillion other dad Instagram pages and Facebook pages? What, what was the, 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 the spark in you that was like, man, I think I can do this and, and do it better? Uh, yeah. So, um, where it started was I used to just make YouTube videos, just general, um, kind of guy comedy, right? I would write funny songs about, you know, like just what 13 year old boys think about, you know, <laughs> and it was kind of juvenile. And, um, I, I just enjoy fart jokes and dick jokes and stuff, you know? So, um, I, um, I was doing that and then we had our first son about four and a half years ago and I was trying to keep doing that. And it was tough because a newborn, he was colicky. He had needed a lot of attention and I just, I couldn't do this, anything that I wanted to do. And um, my wife was actually the one that said, why don't you just merge your, your video creating and song creating and, and, and humor and comedy into, to dad focus on being a dad. Right. And at the time, like you said, um, all the dad accounts out there, actually, I had no idea that there was a th that was even a thing that no, really, a that's awesome. Yeah. I had, I had no idea. Um, cause I wasn't, I wasn't a dad. So that wasn't on my radar. I may have noticed something, but I hadn't even thought about it. It's like when you see a commercial and you see a family until I was, became a family, I didn't notice there was a family in the commercial. <laughs> really. So, so she was like, why don't you just merge that? I'm like, okay, that's a good idea. And I started creating the diaper thing happened early on with my wife. I just thought it would be funny if I snuck up and threw a diaper at her while she wasn't, while she wasn't paying attention. And it sort of grew from there. Um, as my kids have gotten older, they're a, a little bit able to do a few, a few more things. And um, it's when it really took off was with my niece, um, the video that you've seen with, that's actually my niece, not my daughter. Okay. And she, um, at the time she was six or seven, but she's like, she's like, I am, she's really, she enjoys acting and, and out, you know, being goofy. Mm -hmm. And we created a couple of videos, um, where I would just hit home runs off of her. What, no matter if it was a baseball, an ice cream cone or a, or a juice box or whatever. <laughs> And that's when it picked up it like sports center picked up on it and things like that. And I got on the news. And so 
at that point I was like, okay, this is what I need to be doing. This is my niche. Cause before I didn't have a niche, it was just yeah. creating stuff and throwing it out there, hoping people would enjoy it. But now I feel like I know my audience. My audience understands that I'm a fun dad that doesn't take things too serious. And I'm just trying to like entertain other parents and let, let people know that you're not alone. It's all yeah. parenthood is a circus. And I mean, no, you know, without, you have way more kids than I'll ever, <laughs> ever want to have. So You never know, man. You could, you could hit that four mark without even thinking about it here. Especially Wait, if this quarantine continues. <laughs> our plan is two and out. And two okay. And so, okay. Uh, I mean, unless something happens by accident. Yeah. Um, that's what we're sticking with. So, well, let me ask you this, man. I, I mean, it's, it, you know, creating content in and of itself is difficult, but to create content that's humorous, you know, I, I've got a, a, one of my best friends, a guy named Sean Ryan, who's another Navy SEAL and worked at the CIA with him. And, and he, he started out, you know, doing the typical tactical videos, but then he was like, you know, I'm sick of this. We, we all take ourselves so freaking seriously. And he started putting the comedy spin and then we started doing them together. And those ended up being the biggest videos he has is when, and he always would start with a little comedy piece. And, but that's really difficult to do. When did you start really understanding that comedy was a part of who you are, how you looked at life and then what drove towards wanting to create content? Honestly, the, the comedy aspect is ever, ever since I was a little kid, I just, um, I was always, I always got a, my report card was always talks too much in class, you know, cause I was always trying to make the other kids crack up and I don't, I honestly don't know how to do life any other way than that because even in, when I had speech class in high school and college and stuff, other kids would do like serious speeches. I, I can't stand up in front of people and act serious. I just, I just can't do it. The only, I think it's almost kind of like a, a comfort thing too, like making people laugh, breaking that ice with people. And then I can, I feel more comfortable, but I just don't know how to do it any other way. You know, mm. if I'm being honest, like, um, it's just who you are. It's you've always been that guy. Yeah. It's so I'm always the guy like in the group of people cracking a joke and it doesn't matter. Like, I'm one of those guys that it's kind of like nothing is off limits really. I just, yeah. if, if the joke's funny, I'm not like if someone gets hurt or you know, it's like, it's not funny that that person got hurt. It's funny how they got hurt. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like I like to, I enjoy pushing it a little bit cause I just, I don't know. I, I think things are funny <laughs> and um, I can tell my kids are similar. They're really goofy and I'm really loud with them. We wrestle around, we, I throw them across the room and, I, I know some people probably see that and they're like, the guys, a maniac and these kids are going to be nuts. But like, I just, I don't want to be that stiff dad that, that the kids didn't, they grow up not remembering fun times. Like I want to be the, the dad that kids remember. Remember when dad did this? And yeah. Well, I, I, you know, I feel the same way about it, man. And, and unfortunately, man, there's a, you know, there's such an intensity to life as it is. And, and, and being a father, I mean, being a father is an intense, intense job. I mean, way more intense than anything I ever did carrying a gun for a living, man. Mm -hmm. Because you, you, you know, at least when you'd make a mistake in other aspects professionally, you know, the, the repercussions were immediate with parenting, man. You do stuff wrong for a few years, man. You know, next thing you know, you're, your, your daughter or your son's going into therapy at 26 and they come out at 36 and like, you're, it was your fault, man. Yeah. You know? And you're like, God, I didn't even know. I didn't know what I was doing. 
You Nobody know? knows what they're doing. It's parenting, man. There's no rules. It's just it's the no wild shit. west. It is the wild west. It literally is. And what, what, let me ask you this: was was your dad that kind of dad? No, he. My mom was my mom. My dad's my dad's funny, but it's kind of a dry funny. Um, my mom is the really like she's the same type of person where if she's in a room, there's a group of people, she's gonna be the one cracking everyone up. And I'm pretty sure that's that's where I get it. My dad on my dad's side, my dad's side, they're all really funny in a, in a different sort of way. Right. And, and one of his brothers, my, my uncle John, he was very he was like similar to me where he's. He could make a, a room, you know, crack up too. And I always felt like I got a little bit from him. Um, That's cool. Kind of similar. And then, um, but definitely my mom was, was that person and she still is. She's a teacher and she makes her kids crack up, you know, like she just, that's naturally, it's not like an effort. You just, she kind of just does it. So. That's really yeah. cool. Is your sister, is your sister got that kind of play for yeah. her as well too? She does. And my, and my, both my nieces do too. The, the, the oldest one that's in those videos She's, she's really smart. She's one of those kids that's going to like, whatever she wants to do, she, it just, she just has to pick. That's cool. It's like, she, she's really smart, really athletic, really outgoing. Um, yeah, she's got it all. It's so funny, man. You know, my, my old man was super serious growing up. I mean, he, he was, uh, you know, a sociable guy, a lot of functions and stuff, but you know, he's an attorney, he's working 90 hours a week and just has that seriousness about him. And so, you know, I, I kind of had, I mean, I was always kind of the motivational guy. I was always the rah-rah guy, but I wasn't that funny. Like I didn't have those good jokes. I wasn't that guy. And, and then I go to college and my roommate, my freshman year is this guy, Mike O'Keefe from Baltimore, uh, Maryland. And, you know, he's got the total, you know, Baltimore, you know, bust ass and just, I mean, just hardcore, like chomping, breaking balls and stuff. And I was like, Hey man, why are you so mean? You know? And, and he's like, what are you talking about, dude? I'm just having fun. This is what's funny. Yeah. And it was, I went through this tremendous educational process, you know, with my friends from Philly and my, I mean, forget it. People from Philly are just hilarious. And, and it's really, it changed my whole perspective that, you know, humor plays a massive role in our lives in terms of being able to manage the hardship and the stress. Was, was that kind of the, the reason you first started, whether it was writing the songs or you're doing Dad and Bloated, is because you, you want to kind of bring some levity to everything? Yeah, I, that's a loaded question. Yeah, I, it is. <laughs> there's, there's some accuracy to it, and, and part of it's just, um, it's just something I always enjoy doing. Like, I, when I'm creating a video, I don't know. Like I just, I'm in a happy place. I, it's hard to describe. Like I just, I just, I like the idea of like sitting down and just planning out an idea, having like a writing partner or something like that. I really wish I had someone that I was with all the time that could just bounce ideas off. Cause I, yeah, that's, that's the funnest conversation for me to have is just what's okay. Why is this funny? What makes this funny? And, and my wife is like, she's becoming that person as far as in the group she's not, she's not that kind of person in, um, at heart, but I feel like she's cracking out of that shell a little bit. And she's actually seeing like, we're starting to make money from this now. And she's kind of like, okay, before it was just a hobby. It was like, okay, it's something he likes to do, which yeah. it, it is. 
but it's like, okay, now we're actually like, we can get a paycheck every once in a while from this. Like I got an acting gig and we flew down to Austin, Texas to do a, to do a video and we got paid to do everything. And then came back with money too, you know? And I think it was that point she was kind of like, okay, this isn't, this doesn't have to be just a hobby anymore. And so for me, it's like, it's really exciting because it's like, this is what I want to do. It's what I've always wanted to do. My problem, my problem growing up is I was too timid. Hmm. I always, I, I idolized Chris Farley and Jim Carrey. Yeah, man. They were like, those two guys were, I watched everything they did. I, and I was like, I want to be those guys, but I never had that confidence to, to go for it. And well, it's, it's I always kind of regretted that a little bit. You know? Well, when you think about it, right, comedy, there are so many variables of comedy, right? You've got the straight lace humor, you've got the physical comedy, you've got, you know, the outlandish comedy. So, you know, to everybody in the entertainment industry I've ever met or talked to by far says, oh, by, comedy is the hardest thing to do naturally. And, and so you're always self-confidence, self-conscious that if you don't hear that response or feel that feedback, you're like, whoa, maybe I'm not as funny as I think I am. Mm-hmm. And that, that creates that doubt or inhibition. But certainly by now, you're, you, you, you're gaining confidence. I, you know, just from going back from you know, your first post back in 2016 and just reviewing and going through, man, you just keep picking up steam. Is, 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 do you think it's just, is it partly that confidence is improving or also is your process, your creative process improving too? Yeah, it's both for sure. Um, I, can, I have an idea of what I'm doing now. It's, I, I can map it out to say I'm kind of doing like a weekly video, a, a three-minute video. Um, so right now, that's my focus is one week, one really good video a week. Whereas even three months ago, um, it was – staying up till two or three o'clock. How am I going to make something for the next day? And because I, I started out on, on Facebook and, and then I switched to, I started posting on Instagram and it started going on Instagram really yeah. fast. So then, because um, Facebook doesn't want anybody to succeed. <laughs> it's, that's the way it feels. Honestly, like I, I had grown that page to 18,000 followers, something like that. And I would post something and 10 people would see it, you know, Whereas on Instagram, I could post something and oh, brother. Like the audience saw it, you know? Bro, we, when, when, we, when I started Team Never Quit Podcast with Marcus, Marcus was rolling at, I think, like 1.25 million followers on Facebook. And we would take polls as to how many people that would see. And it would reach less than 2% of the people. Yeah. It was crazy. It was insane because of these yeah. algorithms. And you're like... Wait, how, how am I supposed to get any leverage and momentum? And, and thank God for Instagram, they haven't changed the algorithms. Yeah, um, the, the, the biggest beef that I have, I, I guess if you could call it a beef, is um, Instagram, I, I grow, grew fast, but I can't, the only way I can monetize is by getting paid for a gig or sponsored posts or something. But on Facebook, um, I can get monetization now. I have I'm enabled monetization so I can actually get paid on stream in stream ads. Mm-hmm. The catch is that when I post something, no one sees it on Facebook. So like I can get paid here, but no one will see it. Whereas I can get more people see it, but not get paid over here. 
Well, I, I, you know, I, and I think everybody's in the same boat, right? Is everybody, you know, you get to that space where you're at the 30, 40, 50, 60,000, where we're at, at that 60,000 mark. And now, you know, people will, will, you know, give you 500 bucks, a thousand bucks or whatever for a post. And, but you're so worried and and afraid that, man, you don't want to kind of proselytize your, your page by, by, by selling out, right. You know, and, and posting anything and, and to continue that the size and the spectrum. And, and, you know, I, and the one thing that I always talk about that I had a lot of people that have, you know, these massive followings say to me is just like, Hey, Rut, man, just be true to your content. And if it's good, people will come. And if people are coming, then they'll come to the, the, the advertisers will come too. And, mm-hmm. and so that's really hard. Cause when I, man, when I first started, you know, I, I wrote the cheesiest motivational shit you've ever read in your entire life, Brian. I mean, it was <laughs> God awful, bro. And then about, you know, I, I went through a really ugly divorce a few years ago and I said, you know what, I, I'm not in the mood to write that fake motivational shit. I'm going to write what I'm feeling and that changed everything. Yeah. And I, I got into that groove and just started growing. And what I'm noticing, and, and you know, I, I've just recently, only in the last few weeks, about probably last month, I've been following you. But man, just in those last three weeks, man, you, like you said, your videos, they're sharp. Your cuts are sharp. The, 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 the punchlines there, you know, you're acting, even your wife's acting or not acting, but, you know, the playfulness of being on yeah. camera and that the, the sensation of, that it's more natural. Everything is just like in light speed right now. Do you guys feel that? Yeah. Um, and I, I can tell you exactly when that changed. Um, so there's an event called Dad 2.0 um, that's run. They, they do it once a year. Um, it's where a bunch of, it's started with um, like bloggers, uh, dad bloggers, and it's slowly transi- transitioning into just um, creators. There still needs to be a few more creators at this place, but um, I went, it was in DC in um, uh, shoot February. So I went back there and I have a couple of online buddies. Um, Taylor, he's from dude dad. Um, he was there and another buddy, Chris from team Balmer were there. And so it was like us three kind of hanging out and they've been doing this for a couple of years now. And they're like, they're, they're like a machine on Facebook. They're putting out content. Um, once, once to twice a week, they're doing live shows, three minute videos. Cause Facebook wants three minute videos. Mm-hmm. So I, I was just talking to them and like understanding like, okay, this is what I need to be doing. And it was at that point I went from like a guy creating 20 second videos that were, that I enjoyed making, but they were like, if you want to actually make money at this and get paid, you know, on Facebook and things like that, you have to, you have to switch to this format to actually make money. And so I came back. uh, I called my wife when I was there. I was like, we're changing our format. Like, (laughs) because it was just me. I was like, I would stay up late. I would think of the idea. I would shoot the video. I'd put it out. And then I came back and I was like, okay, we're going to start doing this as a, as a team. Um, if we want to make this our future, like at least I do, because I yeah. was like, I want yeah. this to be my future. She's, She's like, I'm still kid. raising two small kids by the way. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, so, and she's just not, she's not outgoing like that. Mm-hmm. So I was like, we'll do it in a way to like, we can, 
you can be highlighted in a, in a good way to where you feel comfortable, you know? Yeah. And so when I came back, we shot the coronavirus video. That was the first video we shot and it hit a million views within, I think it was two weeks or something like that. And we had never had any, had anything that come remotely close to that. So right then and like we got we got monetization enabled and everything we started we made like four or five hundred bucks off that video and so she was like holy crap you know i'm like this is what i'm talking about like this is new, this <laughs> see is new- i'm not lying i'm not full exactly. of shit <laughs> yeah I'm like it, all, it was like yeah it was like all this time of me just like being an ass on on camera and like okay see now we can actually make money from this and um and so Actually, on the day that that the day after that video came out is when I got laid off. So she was like, she could see the video going up, and I'm like, okay, this is when I don't have to go to work. Yeah, exactly. It was like, this is the best thing that ever happened to us right now because before I wanted to create all this content, but I couldn't create three minute videos when we're both trying to take care of two toddlers and and both go to work and every we come home tired. We have time we don't have time to hardly eat dinner you know it's a so i feel you brother so we she's she were her job is closed temporarily too so she we're both home so we're all in right now we're like she's actually she actually ordered a whiteboard and she's yeah. writing down like what video topic we're going to do when we're going to um, post it when we're going to shoot it so like having her on board I feel like now nothing can stop us because before it was like, it was my thing. And she has like, she was holding the camera kind of like, yeah. But now <laughs> she's like, she's like snap zooming. She's watching 10 yeah. videos a day on YouTube on, yeah. how, you know, your, your YouTube, your vlogger stuff and all that. Oh man, I, I'm right there with you, man. I, Great. dude, I, I, I walked away from the, the, TNQ podcast and we had we had crested over 15 million downloads. I mean, we were, you know, we got a deal with Restwood One, we had advertising, all that stuff. Man, but I was gone three weeks out of, you know, every month, every year, or three months out of every year recording in Texas, plus all the speaking events, plus the charity stuff I do. And I was gone more than I was when I was in the military. And and I was just like, I can't do this to my children. And so I came back and man, that was a tough five months for me. Because it was like, man, I don't know if I have it in me to, you know, to get going. And but thankfully, my fiance is is a is a go getter, and she's like, listen, let's just bring Frog Logic back. Let's reinvent what you're doing. Let's start putting out videos. Do the things that you want to do, and let's do this. And and the same thing, I had that same sensation, Brian. Like, all right, now I have somebody that can help me. And like right now, our big thing is our big push is online training. And, and she and I are writing curriculum every day. We're shooting videos for it. And, and I don't feel like by myself. And, and mm. for the first time, I feel like, I, like it's going to happen. I'm going to get over that next hurdle to that next plateau. And what a sensation that is. And did you ever imagine when you guys met or any time that at some point that she would have go through that catharsis and say, okay, I believe you. I'm all in. <laughs> No, because the the videos that I was shooting early on in our relationship were just just dumb. You know, they're <laughs> like I said, they were thirteen year old boy humor, and she would she would be in there. For, she'd make a cameo for ten seconds just to just to be a gag and the joke or something like that. You know, and 
And it was, I always thought it was always just going to be my thing. She was going to be along for the ride, hoping, you know, like that was when, when we were talking about marriage and kids and stuff, you know, that was honestly one of the things that scared me. I was like, this is what I enjoy doing so much. I love you to death, but I enjoy doing this so much. And I thought if we go through that marriage kids thing, this is going to go away. Yeah. That, because I always, I always wanted to be Farley and, and Carrie, you know, and, but I was, like I said earlier, I was too scared to do anything about it, but I thought maybe if I create videos, that's my path to something. And then I was terrified that all that was going to go away. And that's, and then when we had our, our first son, she was like, just make it a dad thing. And then I thought I got this rejuvenation, like, okay, I, I can be a dad and shoot the content of being a dad while I'm doing it. I don't have to do separate things anymore. I can just grab my camera and shoot something while I'm doing a dad thing. And to go back to you, sorry, no, uh, what you said earlier about the dad world. I, when I started posting things, I would get comments and likes from, from other people who were dad pages. Like, Hey, can I share this post? And I'm like, what is this? And I went to their page and it was like a million followers. I'm like, Holy cow. I had no idea this <laughs> underworld of, parenting humor was going on you know massive it's humongous it's man humongous. it's and, humongous but so what i'm trying to do is i'm and that's that can be good and bad because there's there's now there's a large audience but what i'm finding right now is i'm getting follows from people who are trying to do similar things that i'm doing and they're they're following starting to grow i'm like okay this is just going to be a thing where everyone's going to be doing this now so I'm still trying to, like what you said earlier about staying true to kind of who you are is when you, your focus changed. I, I'm not trying to create videos that I think the masses will love. I still am creating the things that I think are hilarious. I would rather make one person in a room crack up than nine people. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, yeah. I care yeah. about that one guy that's like, yes, he gets it. Totally. Now, that's, all right, that's a great little, little way to segue into how do you guys come up with the ideas? Do you just literally wake up and parent and at one time, like your kid farts in a cereal and you're like, oh, that's funny. There, there's a video on that. And just- That's actually a really good idea. Let me write that down. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't used that one yet. <laughs> you know, and, and is yeah. that how you guys do it? Or, or, or is it more, hey, you know, let's take a step back. Let's look at the challenges we're facing in parenting. Let's look at the things that frustrate the hell out of me. I mean, you know, when I look back and I, I look at some of the stuff like the Mother's Day videos that you shot where, you, you know, you have your, your son's hand and you, you have the, uh, the water and you spray your wife, you know, and, oh, yeah. or, or, you know, uh, you know, the growing, uh, growing up, you go, you know, your, your niece and your next oldest and then your sister and they grow up and it goes from apple, you know, milk to apple juice to tequila. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When you take a step back for a second, do you, do you, do you say, all right, this is an issue that I believe everybody is familiar with. Everybody understands so I'm going to really just do it how I'm processing and how I think about it. Yeah, that's how, that's the transition I'm making now. Um, and those, those videos that you're talking about just a little bit ago, those were just things that I thought of at the time for whatever reason. Um, I thought it would, I just thought it was funny. Cause like I said, I didn't know this parenting thing was a thing. So like they were, I'm, I'm, I'm nostalgia is a big thing for me. Like if yeah. I, if I see, if I think about my kids growing up, I immediately start going, you know, like, 
And so when I thought about the kids growing up, that's, that's how I think all the time anyway. Cause I think like, you know, my parents getting older, I'm getting older and I don't know, you just start, like I start reminiscing a lot and. Oh bro. Last night was my mom's 75th birthday, man. And, and I, I got home and I'm, we're laying in bed and man, I started thinking about how many more I have with her and yep. man, I got emotional on it. And I, and then, you know, cause all through the night, every time, you know, we, they have a birthday, my mom or dad or her parents, you know, I'm always the one, well, what was it like when you were a kid? Or what mm-hmm. was it like when, when I was little? And, and then, and then my, all the do- girls start asking those questions. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm very similar. I think we all are is within the human condition. There's a connectivity we all share in those really beautiful moments of childhood. But, and, and it's, and many of those are the hilarity of the things we did, right? It's mm-hmm. the, you know, you know, first swearing in school time and what happens, or it's, you know, it's, it's getting caught with your first Playboy magazine or whatever <laughs> it might, you know, all these little experiences of, of parenting that we can share, but somehow you're really tapping into it in a, in a really unique way. Be, and, 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 and I, I just, I find it fascinating your lens and what you see is funny. Can you, is it possible for you to kind of describe that, that for you? Like you're, you're just kind of going through your day, you see your kid or, or you're in a position and you're like, God, that's funny. And that becomes the thing, huh? For, for the most part, um, those, those short videos, um, I've, I've always, I was going to be a teacher for a while when I, cool. when I was going to go to college, I was going to do it. And then I saw what my mom went through when she went back to school. I just, I don't know. There's something about it. Like, I, okay, I don't want to do that, but I've always enjoyed kids and not just like baby talking kids, but like trash talking kids. I think, <laughs> I think it's so fun to treat kids like adults. Like adult. <laughs> you know? I just dunked so, on my 12 year old exactly. two days ago. <laughs> it feels so great. And that, that to me was always, even in high school, when I took these classes, I would go back to this elementary school and I would play, I would play games. We play dodgeball or whatever. And I would go <laughs> bore. I got called to the principal's office to be, to as a 17 year old kid in elementary school, because I don't like to, I, I don't know. I like to treat them like they, they act tough and they act big. I'm going to treat them like they're, they're big and tough, you know? And so I enjoy that with my niece. That's where those videos came. I thought it would be hilarious for an adult to treat a kid a friend that they're playing baseball with, you know, and just right. drill a home run off of them and see their reaction, how they, how they feel about it. And that to me is hilarious. So, um, spraying my wife with the hose, that was spur of the moment. <laughs> Most things are spur of the moment. The, the, the diaper, when I change the diaper, I go throw it and I hit my wife and I post it and think it's funny, but it's transitioning now to where I'm, I have a wider audience now. I have those people that are like, they still tag me and things when they see, something like that. They're like, Oh, dad bloated did this first, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. So I have those core people who love those videos, but my audience is growing now to where it's becoming, um, marriage couples It's becoming wives, moms. So now I'm, I'm constantly thinking like, what am I doing at home that would either tick my wife off or, or she would think is awesome. And then we start elaborating. I ask her like, what, what do I do that takes you off. She's like, well, first of all, you leave your shirts. And then I'm like, okay. Oh, brilliant. That's an idea, you know? Well, the, the, the one you did where you're the female and, and uh, breastfeeding your child, 
I, I, every segment of that was spot on and I was dying again. And I, and I was like, mm. all right, Johnny, you, you know, you got to watch this. And she's like, she's like, you could see she didn't want to laugh, you know, but then, <laughs> but then at the end she's goes like, that's really funny. That's yeah. exactly the way it is. And so I think it, that's another really cool aspect of, of your, your evolution, man, is that you're starting to really, because now you have the freedom of focus and you have the freedom of, of being able to follow your passion, right. And to really mm -hmm. explore your creativity that you're incorporating all things that are creative, right? All aspects mm -hmm. of the human condition that have that are relative to being a dad and parenting and having a, a wife. husband. Yeah, yeah, everything. Being a husband is hilarious too. I mean, yeah. I mean the, the stuff we go through every single day. I mean, you know, I, I come on, we, you know, we, we got this, this little three person infrared sauna for the garage. Right. And I go in and there and I'm a smelly dude, man. I mean, I stink. Mm -hmm. Right. And so we go in and, We'll take shower after and I'll drop my, my shorts right there and she'll just be like, no, no, mm -hmm. you know, get those things, put them in the laundry room yeah. right now. And, and that's just hilarious. <laughs> well, you're, you're tapping into that consciousness, right? And, and yeah. you're doing it in a really, really creative and funny way. And man, it's just got to feel good now. The one question I have is that you're, now you're feeling the confidence does the spectrum of, of availability in terms of what you can create next, is that a little ominous for you? Yeah, honestly, I, that's, I'm, that's what I'm trying to figure out right now. Um, I, I was focusing it kind of on like on dad humor, but I, then I've expanded to more just general parenting cause I didn't want to, I didn't want to, um, be exclusive to, to moms and that kind of thing. So I'm making it about general parenting, but now I'm, I am also trying to explore marriage. So like even people who don't have kids, but have a husband or a wife can think that's funny, you know? Um, but then like the coronavirus video, anyone can find that funny, but parents will find it extra funny. But, but yeah, I want to be able to create videos that I guess I'm trying to, are you, are you saying like, can I create things beyond? Oh yeah. I mean, literally, I mean, if you, if you, I don't know if you're a big fan of funny or die. Right. Oh, yeah. And, and you know, they, those guys got together because they were so restricted on what they're able to put on prime time or what, you know, the sketch writers from SNL or, or whatever, wherever they were, po you know, wherever they were able to disseminate their style comedy. And so they wanted the freedom of the internet with the internet. Yeah. And, and I'll never forget the first time I saw Will Ferrell and that little kid who comes to collect the rent at the door yeah. and that whole exchange. And I was like, God, that's brilliant. Mm -hmm. And, and what you saw out of, out of that came uh, between two ferns. It became, you know, and so, I, you know, in my mind, as, as, uh, I, and I'm by far, I, you know, my forte is not comedy whatsoever, right? Uh, I'm too intense for that. But, um, but the, the idea that where you're at and the evolution of what dad and bloated can move into in terms of different styles of sketches and different tile, you know, different, you know, setups and different long running, even to the point where, you know, I, I foresee you getting up and doing, you know, 10 minutes at the comedy store in LA or, or going on a circuit doing, doing stand up. I mean, is, is that within your perception of possibility right now? Yeah. Um, 
I used to do, um, I've done a few acoustic comedy sets with the songs I've written. And those have actually been pretty well received. Uh, and those happen right, right before fatherhood started. And I haven't done one since, but I am actually kind of in the, in the, the shadows writing, writing some, some new stuff about more about parenting and, and relationship, things like that. But, um, to answer your question, I could see myself doing that, but when I think about it, my heart starts beating. Because, <laughs> like, in my mind, I see, like, I watched some horrible preview for the Connors, right? And without Roseanne Barr, it's just, it's pathetic. Not that right. there's some of those people are really, really funny, but, man, without Roseanne, I mean, yeah, she's insane, so she's, the, she's funny. So, like, I, I, I'm envision, you know, dad and bloated on ABC every Thursday night, or probably for you, more like on an HBO or Showtime, so you can be a little bit more vulgar, right? That's what we yeah, all yeah. want, the, the truth of what yeah, it's yeah. actually, when you actually, you know, tell your kids to go F off, you know, and you're like, oh, that's probably not a good idea, you know? And, and so, that, I, I think success is an interesting thing as it relates to our ability to perform when we gain that sensation of success, right? We've crossed over a, a big hurdle of confidence. Now, all of a sudden, it opens up our horizons to see, man, I, I think I could actually be in a, a sitcom. I could write and produce and direct and be the star of a sitcom. Has that started to happen to you? I've always... I've always dreamt of doing something like that. Um, I've had, I, I've ha I actually have show ideas that were not centered around parenting. This was before that too. It's a dream. I've always like, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah. Is a show uh, that uh, Rob McElhinney is, if I, if I had to choose one person, like if you could have that guy's setup, life, whatever it would be, I think it'd be him because he was an actor who couldn't get a gig and decided you know what? Screw it. I'm going to do my own thing. And now 15 seasons later, you know, like he did By it all. far one of the best shows on TV. It's amazing. And it's, but what I love about it, it's never going to be the show that everyone's talking about in the water cooler. It's like, it's the two guys in the, in the back office talking about it, but they absolutely love it. And what I was saying earlier about, I'd, I'd rather make one guy laugh than nine people chuckle. I, I like shows that have that cult, following because those people would they do anything for that show they love it so much I, so. i'm the same way man when i first started obviously you know my whole thing was all right i'm i'm gonna you know i'm gonna i'm gonna study the greats and i you know watched and read everything tony robbins did and i watched and read everything zig ziglar and all these great titans of motivation and i'm like like, man, yeah, all right, I, I'm going to do that. And, I'm, and I've got to hit 10 million. I've got to reach 10 million people in 10 years. And that's my, and man, it destroyed me. And it mm -hmm. actually suppressed me of what I am and who I am and what I want. Yeah, you're not Tony Robbins. At, at all. And I'm, I'm a far cry from that motherfucker for sure. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I love him. I think what he does is beautiful. He helps millions of people, you know, but it ain't me. And that's not, I'm not going to sit up there and sell you six minute abs or how to make a million dollars in 30 days. I'm here to tell you that life is going to kick you in your teeth and you yeah. got to learn how to smile with no teeth, right? That's it. Um, and, but man, once I had this, uh, you know, this, this kind of moment of clarity where I was like the, in the, in the same context as what you're saying is that 
And I tell my clients this, they're like, hey, it's not going to be a lot of people. It's only going to be about 20 people. And it's a small conference. Is that, will you do that? And I said, I don't care if it's two people in a broom closet. I don't give a damn. This is what I love to do. Mm -hmm. Just let me do it. I don't care. And once I stopped that and released the sensation of, you know, as best as I could, right? The numbers are always drivers to us. They always are like that foot on the side of your head. You have to pay attention to because that's what business is. But that wasn't the main focus. And so it, 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 once I realized that if, if I could just make one person say to themselves, man, I, I think I can change. I think I can make it through this tough time. That's all I needed. My, my question now is, as you're gaining this momentum and you're realizing, hey, I've got it. Do you feel any increased pressure? Like, are you starting to feel like, oh man, I really better not mess this next video up or people are going to say I'm over, or I'm done. Do you, do you process anything like that at all? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, it's, it's impossible not to have some sort of, I mean, the first video that Amber and I did kind of as a group, as a duo, it hit a million views and we were like, this is going to be easy. And the next one we did, I think it had like 15,000 views or something like that, which 15, I would, have, I would have taken 15,000 views for my first video. It would have been like, sweet. But you set that benchmark, you know? Yeah. Um, so everything that I do now, it's kind of like, I'll watch it and I'm like, oh, come on, man. Let's, you know, like, let's go. And, um, but I mean, like on Instagram, I, I, um, going back to what you were saying earlier about doing promotions and stuff and trying to stay true to the, to the brand, you know, I, I felt like I've always, I've always done that. And if a, if a company has reached out, they want to work with me, I only work with a, a company that I feel, um, fits the brand. Yeah. And, and so I was like, yeah, I'll work with this company. And it was, it fit my brand and everything. And I did, I did a post and I felt really good about it. Cause I was like, I'm not betraying the people that are following me. They know it's my type. But of course, there's still some people on there like, oh, here comes the sellout. You know, they get on there and type I'm like, dude, come on. Like, yeah, it's crazy. For, I got to get a paycheck too. Like, I'm not doing this just for free entertainment for you, you know. Like, uh, bro, I, I, I'm, I mean, I'm telling you, that's the hardest thing about this, you know, because, you know, everybody wants those kind of, you know, underground people to follow. They want to feel as if they're still directly connected and, you know, I, I, I posted a, a post today about, I wrote a poem for my mom's birthday on my, my daily motivational post today. And, and I had some dude post underneath. He goes, he goes, man, I really love you and Sean talking about ass blasters. And I'm like, what? What? Come on, man. You know, I mean, is, are you not paying attention or do, do you know? And, and I, but I find myself <laughs> like, man, I'm, I can't do that. I have to restrict my expectation yeah. completely. I, I have to believe that, and this goes back to what you were saying in the beginning, is I have to be confident and comfortable with what I'm putting out, that I'm true to me, and regardless of whatever comes back on me, I, I'm not going to let it sway me or push me or anything. And yeah. man, that's like the greatest lesson I've ever learned. Same for you? Yeah, it's... Um it's, it's hard because you, you have this you, on one side, you want to like, you want to grow and get all these people. But at the same time, like I just want, I want to grow. You want to grow fast and get those numbers, but 
I almost would rather have a steady growth of people who are going to be there with you. And so if if you post something about whatever, they're going to, they may not agree or whatever, but they, they're not going to just going to be like, I'm out, you know, like it's that solid foundation growing with you. And unfortunately what, what can happen, like even on my Instagram page, you know, sports center shared something and I got 20,000 followers in two days. And then I post something about being a parent and then 10,000 of those people drop off because they're <laughs> like, Oh, I didn't know this is what it was going to be about. <laughs> So that can be frustrating because you see that follower account go up and you're like, all right. And then you're like, okay, they, they were only interested in that. So the first time that happened, I started creating content that I thought those people would like, but it was starting to alienate the people that had been following forever. So when the next time that happened, I didn't switch over. I just kept going. I'm like, okay, the new people, if they drop off fine, but I don't want the people that have been with me this whole time to, to fall off. There's Man. nothing better than those, those statements. Like, and I, I, you know, I don't get a lot of them by any means, but every now and then, man, I'll get these emails and some of them, you know, Hey, I've been following frog logic since 2007. When you first started, you've been a major role, played a major role in me getting through tough times. And I, and I said, that's it. That's why I do it. And that's mm-hmm. why I'm, you know, cause being an, uh, an entrepreneur in the entertainment industry is, is, as cutthroat as any industry there is in the world. And, and everybody's trying to trash each other. Everybody's trying to outdo each other. Everybody's trying to steal each other's stuff. I mean, I'm sure you have had, you'll post a video in the following day, you know, there'll be five other videos that are virtually identical to yours. I mean, I, I've got a one buddy, this guy, Nick, who owns a company called Ranger Up. And it was so bad in their industry and in kind of the tactical MMA t-shirt business. They would post the shirt And then two days later, three or four of their competitors would have literally the same design with some different font and post the shirt. I mean, and I, and I I was like, man, doesn't that piss you off? He goes, well, it's just, I, I, I initially it did, but now it's kind of flattery. It it makes me Mm -hmm. know what I'm doing is right. Is is that the way you feel too? Yeah. Um, yeah. In the beginning people would just, they would just take my video and put their own logo on it and upload it. You know, and then it goes around and then it's like other people would share that person's video. Then they would tag the creator as that person and they would get a million views and I would get nothing out of it. Um, so in the beginning, that was, that was really frustrating. But anymore, I feel like I have this audience. I even have people that, that will go in, they see those posts and they're like, hey, this is, this is Dad and Loaded's post. And then the creator will either take it down or they'll comment and say, oh, sorry about that. And they'll, they'll tag me as a thing so i have like almost some people out there like looking out for my stuff that's Uh, what's cool isn't it man that's that loyalty you're talking about yeah that's the the, those are the people that you really that are rooting for you Mm -hmm. right and it's those it's that inspiration that makes you want to keep going and makes you want to face these tremendous unknowns of what's ahead right do you yeah Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just gonna say I get I get DMs every other day about people, kind of what you said. Like, you know, they're like, I have four kids and they're driving me insane. But for I know for a couple minutes out of the day that I can get a chuckle from something that you've done, and it like takes their mind off of for just for a couple minutes. That's rewarding to hear that. You know, it's and a lot of it's the same. It's the same thing. They just like thank you for giving me an outlet of something. You know. 
Oh, bro, it man. Makes it you, worth it. That's what you did for me. I mean, I swear to God, once, once I saw that first video, I was like, are you kidding me? This guy is dialed in. And so, man, every time you put one up, man, I, I, I watch it. I watch it two or three times a day someday when, when the kids are absolutely driving us nuts, <laughs> man. Like, and, and, yes. I'll, and I'll just sit here and, you know, right on the other side of this computer is, is Jonna's computer and back and forth. And I'll just flip the phone around and be like, here it is. You know, this one right here just cracked me up, man. Yeah. And, and we'll, we'll watch them and we'll laugh. And, and, and that's a beautiful thing, man. It, it's got to feel good um, to have, to, to be in this process, right? That you, you know, it's evolving, you know, it's going, do you have the wherewithal? Cause I know in the grind of creating content, man, it, it just, it's, it's very difficult. People don't understand. Unless you've created content regularly, you have no idea how difficult it can be. So are you aware, are you able to take a step back and sit down with, have you put your kids down and sit down with a beer, a glass of wine with your wife and be like, all right, this is good. We're doing good. We're all right. It's going to keep going. And do you, do you guys force that upon yourself to be reflective? Yeah, uh, honestly, it's that you emailed me the other day and I went and checked out your stuff. And I'm like that, it was like, oh, wow. I'm like someone, someone of that caliber actually is enjoying what I'm doing. So to be honest, like people getting responses from people who are doing their own thing and are really established, that's when it starts feeling a little bit more real. Um, I think it's great here in general parents like that are following the page enjoying it because it's it's kind of like i think they think it's funny because i i find things that other people do are funny too but like what i guess what i'm trying to say is like other creators and other people that are doing it when they notice it it's kind of like okay they that's when it feels validated like validated yeah, yeah man like validation. the fact that you actually wanted me to come on here it's, it's like oh wow that's cool like you, you didn't have to ask me to come on here you know well, and that's something that I've always wanted to do. You know, when we, when I was on T and Q, you know, we were, we, at first it was like, oh man, it's going to be easy. We'll just have all of our buddies and all our team guys and all the other operators and people, you know, Marcus's Rolodex is ridiculous. So we'll just, and then it's like, man, we, but the wizard who was on there, who was kind of the, the technical guy and really a creative force behind the show was just like, now we, we got to break out of that. We've got to be able to look and identify other people in other formats. And, and that's why we started having people write in their greatest never quit stories. So then we could interview them mm -hmm. and, 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 and to really say, Hey man, everybody's got a great story and uh, some type of never quit story. So let's, let's highlight that. Let's hi highlight the commonality across the spectrum of, of existence. And, and, and for me, that's what I always try and do and with, with, with what I'm looking at, what's influencing me and what's, what's, what's having an effect. And for me, the real root of everything is creativity. And there is just something, man, that seems so natural in you. And so um, it just kind of flows through you. Are you sitting at your computer on whatever you added in Premiere or Adobe? And are, are you spending 15 hours trying to figure out what background, what to cut, three, four seconds here, two out there? Oh, man, I really love when my son 
jumped on and hit my wife in the head with his butt. And I, I but I, that doesn't fit. And are you going nuts over it or, or is it, have you got it down pretty good right now? Yeah. I honestly, I, I kind of visualize everything before we even do it. Yeah. I, I play the whole thing out in my head, um, which sounds insane, but that's how <laughs> my mind works. Um, and then, and then when I get into editing, sometimes there'll be a take, like, I didn't notice that that was that funny or something, you know, but it's editing. It's really not that hard because I, I write out a script and I foresee how, how it'll play out. And then I might have to edit, change my edit style based on if it's not the pace isn't right or something, but so far it hasn't been too agonizing. That's um, cool. I think if, if, if you're doing more back and forth, um, comedy like a sitcom type thing totally it's it's probably a little bit tougher to find the right cut and stuff but um once once we make the the take and get the cut i can go okay that that's the one that's going in there i know where it's going that's cool um, that's cool so. because your your vision before you even start is is already there you got the general idea the general flow and so you know which which how to do you let me ask you this when you film do you film sequentially or do you just you just it depends on the video. Yeah. Okay. Um, sometimes, honestly, the biggest thing, it depends on our kids. Yeah. We have to shoot with the kids or in. So if I'm shooting one thing and I'm like, okay, they're outside for, let's just shoot the ending part now because they're outside. Cause generally what happens is we, we shot a scene um, where my wife was in the bathroom. It was for last mother's day and I let her poop by herself. That was the whole gag. You know? <laughs> So she had the Jack Nicholson <laughs> one, bro, was by far, I have it written down right here, kids who won't let you poop. I swear mm -hmm. to God, I, I doubled over. Oh, so perfect. Yeah, because just the other day, I was, I was in the bathroom, and my son's going, he's banging on the door, going, Daddy, Daddy. I'm like, what? He's like, I want to show you something. I'm like, I will be out in just a minute, buddy. Okay, I'm like, I can't. I'm trying to go here. He's just, his fingers are coming up underneath the door and everything. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> Give me 10 minutes, man. No um, such thing. But yeah, so we had to shoot. So the scene was she was on the toilet. And so one of the kids was in between her legs here. And the other kid was climbing in and out of the bathroom. And I'm trying to shoot this thing. And they're both talking at the same time. So we would get like a three-second pause. It'd be like, go say your line, say your line. And then she would say line, screw up. And then the kids would start talking. And it's like, for me, like all I want to do is shoot this video. But these kids won't let it happen. And like, I, I honestly, like, I, I want to start vlogging what it's like to shoot a video and make that its own video. Oh yeah. The shooting of the, this video vlog and how hard it was. Cause people think, Oh, you shot a video. It took three hours to shoot, shoot something. It took 30 seconds to air, you know? Oh my God, man. <laughs> I'll tell you what I, I used to, cause you know, a lot of how I'll set up stuff is, uh, you know, in a speech or whatever, I'll do the bullet points. I understand the main concepts and then depending upon the audience and the vibe, I'll, I'll go off, I'll go down a tangent. And so there's a lot of freedom in, in live performing. Right. Mm -hmm. But when I'm shooting the videos, man, before I, I bought this awesome piece of this mini, um, uh, what do you call the things you look at and you see the, the, the prompter uh, pr teleprompter that yeah. fits right on the end of my camera. It is great. It's called, uh, the, uh, uh, podcast or something like that. And it's beautiful. It fits perfectly. It's great. I would have to, you know, kind of go with it and wing it. And man, if, if I was in the wrong state of mind or I hear one of the kids in the background 
you know, laughing or, you know, there's something, there's an airplane, man, I'm like, my post-traumatic stress flip, they'll switch. (laughs) And I'm like, God damn it, you know, what in the hell, how come we can't just film for 30, you know, and, and you catch yourself and John is looking at me and goes, you've lost your mind. Why, with, you know, this is our life. This is how it works. Just chill. And you don't get how difficult it can be. Right. And, and, and then it really gives you this massive appreciation for, you know, grand projects like shooting a movie or, Mm. or creating a, you know, create writing an album or some crazy stuff. And, and, and so what I find myself doing now, and, and we recently, we pitched, uh, um, we pitched a couple times this year, a documentary series for TV to a couple of places. And, you know, we're kind of waiting to hear back, see what happens, but man, you put it out there and you're like, God, am, am I ready for that level? Mm-hmm. Am I ready to push myself? And in, and by doing that, am I going to have to sacrifice uh, this other aspect of what I'm, I'm really good at, I'm really enjoying. And then also the aspect of being a parent, Right. So are you are you kind of worried about that and that in the future or are you just like hey man if I get there we'll deal with it when we get there Yeah honestly I don't I don't know what where this is even going I'm just still trying to just like I'm I'm trying to get just a, a podcast going um because that's what everyone's doing and it feels like you should do it Yeah because I might be able to 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 get a few listeners I I don't even know what it's about I would love to see I always thought it'd be funny to do a TV show. I don't, I don't know the whole premise, but it's like a dad versus five kids playing different sports. So it's just me playing five kids basketball and just dunking on them, stuffing them, every, you know, all that fun stuff. <laughs> just ruthless. Basically like a version of what I'm doing with the shorter videos yeah. in longer form. I, I, like I said, I don't really know what that's about, but I, when my wife, she's not, she has no interest in being like a, like a reality type thing, taking, yeah. the, taking the family into it. And I don't, I don't think I am necessarily either. So I don't, I don't know. We debate that have. too, man. We debate because we got, I mean, I, I once we were over at a pool, swimming pool and, and I had the girls doing flutter kicks out in front and then they did push-ups, and you know, it's Navy seal dad. Right. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, something like 150,000 views on the thing. And, and, and I was like, Oh, this is awesome. Guess what? We're starting, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and me hammering the snot out of these four girls. And then, you know, John's like, are you out of your mind? <laughs> have you, have you seen how often kids who do this as kids turn out to be jacked up and, you know, and like, oh, wait, I have to actually think about real parenting in the midst right. of this, you know, and yeah. how it's going to affect them and all that. So I can only imagine that there's an, uh, there's, there's an allure to it, but it's, it's tough, you know, on, on what to do next and how to keep it evolving. Yeah, I, I have so many ideas that I, I'm not even doing because, um, I don't know, I just, I worry about exploitation of the kids t- too because, I um, like I have this whole series. I did one one Instagram story, and it was um, it was toddler news, and it was whenever my kid was freaking out, I would just go over to him with a microphone and like I'm on the scene of another of another tantrum, and uh, can you give us some uh, information what happened? And I give him the mic, and he just freaks out more. And I love I love the idea of that, like where that could go, but I'm, I don't want I don't want to. 
I don't want to put my kid on camera actually losing his mind because yeah. I feel like that's just not fair to him. Yeah. So I have ideas. You'll like have that. child protective service at your house after that one's posted, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, I, and I just, I would feel guilty knowing that people were out there laughing at him or whatever, or and he's in a really vulnerable state. You know, he just doesn't know why he's freaking out. Yeah. Um, where I, I, I could see that as like, if you had a scripted idea in a show, funny, because then the parents could relate to that, but not a real raw moment. So I am holding back certain things that I think are funny that could be something else. Yeah. Down in the future. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know what the future holds, man. Well, that's, that's an honest statement. I really appreciate that so often, you know, one of the tough things is that, you know, at, at, when you get that taste of success, you, you, there's a natural propensity to want to elevate whatever that next level could be, you know, and, well, how I, you know, I, I'm, I'm doing this well. Why, you know, next year, my goal is to have a show pitched and to be shooting a pilot. But a year after that, I, I'm going to win a, an Emmy in comedy and you know, and you, you let your mind flow into those moments. And what was kind of interesting is, is, is obviously in the pandemic, every, you know, I'm where everybody's binge watching. Right. And, and when we finally get into bed at, at, at 10 o'clock at night, um, and we turn it on. We're big into documentaries about, you know, people who are creative and, and how they got there. And we watched a great one recently about Coldplay. And, you know, Chris, Chris Martin had always talked about, you know, he, you know, and this guy who, who was with him, a, a buddy, started filming when they were at college together and just stayed with him and became their documentary guy and filmed everything they did and released this video. And their earliest... Uh, experiences together as a band he would talk into the camera and be like you know you know just stay tuned we're going to be the biggest band in the world and we're going to do and so you know and you look at some of the other people around and and the kind of the three things that really stick out in my mind for people achieving dreams like that is one they become obsessive with it right they 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 do it and they do it all the time they think about it all the time they're fully committed the other is they have the ability to see at that level. They can actually imagine themselves at that level, right? They see, hey, and they don't doubt that they could stand shoulder to shoulder amongst other really creative people. And then the, the, the third one is the willingness to sacrifice other things in their lives to achieve it, right? And, and those are the three things. Do you feel any aspects of those three? Do you feel that, that, internal drive at that level i i feel number one because um it's what i love to do so much i enjoy it so much so i, I have number one number two um i'm not sure about number two i because that self-doubt that lack of lack of confidence that i've always had is is still here i i can if i'm in a room and we're, we're joking about something i can crack up a joke and make people laugh and, and turn it on and go. But if, if, if I'm standing group of people and someone's like, Hey, do that bit that you did in that. And then it's like, <gasps> you know, like if, if it's totally improvised, I'm great. But if I have to go on the spot, it's tough. So it's hard for me. To, it's really hard for me to sit there and say like, I could, I could stand up to next to these other guys because those guys, that's what they do. They, they, they have that confidence that they know that they can turn it on. And I have to be in the right state of mind sort of to turn it on. So I, 
I don't know how I'm going to get past this self-confidence thing. I really, it's the one thing that's always held me back ever since I was a kid. It's just that I, that idea that I can, that I can do this and I can do it well. Man, it's so funny that you said that, you know, the, the first thing I ever started out with, you know, when I made the decision, you know, I was over in Afghanistan for my second trip and I was on this op and really got affected by the children that were in this compound that we, we assaulted. And, and it was that moment where it's like, all right, I, I want to help kids. I want to make an impact in kids' lives. And how am I going to do it? And, you know, I really dug into child psychology and child development and tried to figure out what, what is, what's the age and kind of narrowed it down to that eight to 15, that kind of middle school, that prepubescence, pubescence, and then young adolescent or young adult. And, and what really popped out was that lack of confidence and how it affects us. And so, you know, the first thing I started out with was trying to come up with a, a structured approach to facing and being confident every day because I felt the same things, you know, even, even in my, you know, late 20s standing around, you know, you know 20 other frogmen who are just pipe hitters. I always had that doubt in my head, like, man, I don't belong here. Yeah. I shouldn't be around. These guys are, these guys are they're animals, man. And mm-hmm. I, I can't hold a candle to these guys. But, you know, there's some aspect of, you know, that faith in yourself and, and, and recognizing that, hey, you know, your audience doesn't lie. And that's the beautiful aspect about what you're doing, right? Your audience isn't lying to you at all. In mm-hmm. fact, they're, 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 they're continuing to grow. They want more of it. They, they're, they're developing this appetite for what you is in your head. And, and, and man, that's, a, that's an imp- imposing thing because it's like, oh my God, is it ever going to run out? Am I ever going to get to the moment where I, I just wake up and there's no more, nothing else is funny. But the reality is, is, is we all need humor every day. And, we, and anybody that has children thinks these things are funny even if they're not funny people they still sure are frustrated so it isn't like anything's going to end on you anytime soon i i i just believe man it's it really is just about the age-old things is is you know just stay true to what you do and then just wait for your break because it's yeah. coming man i mean i gotta tell you I, I i i pay attention to a lot of this shit i've been doing this since 2006 in some way shape or form man you're you're really good at what you do i appreciate and, that yeah man it's really powerful and and you know i i just i just hope i hope i, I mean i i just can't wait to watch that's that's where i'm at man is like i can't wait to watch what's going to happen to you and what's going to evolve for you and 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 you know just be confident in that that it, you know there, there's at least one person out there that's super <laughs> stoked for you. And I know, and I know your wife is, and I know your family and your friends are just, they're so fired up for you. So it, it's going to be cool. What, what is, what is next in the immediate, what in the immediate nearby besides the next video? Um, honestly, we're, we're taking it. The, the next video is we're still, I have an idea. I think it's going to involve leggings <laughs> uh, and husbands. Um, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, I think, I think, uh, the ladies are going to love this one. Um, I'm going to start a, I'm going to start a cooking with dad series that I'm going to be posting probably either once a week or twice a week. It's just, um, it's the inspiration is basically like when I have to make lunch, like what the hell am I going to make my kids? And 
and I'll use ingredients that I we just I can't find because my wife put them somewhere. So it's gonna be like a ham and Cool Whip sandwich. That's <laughs> will be will they, will they eat it or not? It's like up or down, you know. So that'll be like a a, a next series on top of what what's going on. Uh, um, well, what's but, crazy is it's it's really endless, man. I mean, you could literally go get a you know B.F. Skinner's book on child rearing and and open a page and, you know, tackle that psychological subject and do it completely yeah. different, you know, just for shits and giggles, man. That's I, the thing, man. Like I wake up every day and I get kicked in the face. We have a, our two, our youngest is co-sleeping right now and he'll wake up in the middle of the night freaking out and kicking. And I've got kicked in the balls, the face, <laughs> the neck, everything. And like, that's, that's material right there. Just, just from being woken up in the middle of the night. Cause everyone can relate to it. Who's, so like the breastfeeding video, my, the my phantom wife, leg. yeah, he, he was going both of them. So he was just, he was, was like a boxer just kicking your in the face. And I, it took 10 seconds before I realized what the hell was going on. And so my nose is bleeding and he's, <laughs> I'm up at the bathroom. I'm like, I'm up, you know, getting the blood out of my nose and I couldn't lay back in bed and he's snoring, you know, so he's, he's back, to, he's back to normal. And I'm trying to stop a, my nose from bleeding. Oh God, you have. But that's just a daily occurrence. Yeah. yeah. So that you're you're right that the material is never going to end because the kid the kids will get out of the toddler phase. They'll go into the next phase. They'll go into the next phase, and then I I'll be creating videos all along the way of how my view of what those kids are at a certain age, you know, plus the relationship stuff. So it's just never gonna. Uh, it's gonna really be it's gonna be such a joy to watch, man. Especially when your kids are are you know my my favorite video is the first time your niece takes something out of your hand and whacks a home run with it, right? And and just you know you start <coughs> to it's like as a fan, you know, and it's such a it's such a beautiful world. So so many people are so afraid of that word, right? Is to have fans. Oh, I just I have people who pay attention or people have fought. No, man, people are fans of your content and, and they like it and they look forward to it. It's it, like you said, it brightens their day, man. And when you have a group of people, a large group that are starting to like, man, I hope he does one this. And are, are you getting like text say, Hey dude, do one like this or do something oh, yeah. like this every day. Yeah. People are like, Oh, you should do this one where your wife does this and you do this. You know, some of the ideas are good and some ideas are like, uh, th thanks. That's, I appreciate it, but we're not going to do that. You know, that's awesome. So, um, but yeah, it's, it's, that's really cool. Cause I have the same people that share the same people that comment. Those are the people that I really appreciate. They're like every, it doesn't matter what I do. They find it funny and they, people are really liking that my wife's in more involved now because they, they can put themselves like, Oh my God, that's my husband doing that. You know, whereas when it was just me before it was, a lot of guys were watching it. So I'm enjoying the women interaction now too. That's cool. Especially doing like that breastfeeding video. I throw on a wig and my, my wife's outfit and, <laughs> and all of a sudden all these women are like, Oh my God, that's, they either say that's totally me or they're tagging their husbands and saying, Oh my God, was this me? Or, <laughs> or the husband's tagging their wife. This was totally you. I think uh, that's one of the, the, the true joys, right? Is when you can, and, and really art and at its core, right? Art is a way for people to suspend the harsh nature of our suffering, right? And, and, and whether it's going through a pandemic or a divorce or your kids got, you know, autism or whatever it might be, man, 
man, art enables us to take that pause, to take a break from the suffering, take a step back and, and look at something either beautiful or hear a song that just, you know, transcends our, 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 our suffering and, or to watch a funny video or, or funny content that just allows us to look at ourselves and laugh, man. And, and it's, man, you're, you're a real artist, Brian. And, and dude, I'm so, so honored, man, that you came on my show, dude. I, I feel just so excited for you. How can people uh, find you, follow you? Where can they, you know, what, 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 where can they, they can check you out? Yeah. Uh, all the basics, um, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, um, even on TikTok. I got like 40,000 followers on TikTok. And all I did was, all I did was post old videos. I didn't have to do anything new for it. So it was pretty great. That's the new platform, right? Um, yeah. It's, but it's dad and Blo- it's at symbol dad and bloated on, on most of pretty much all of them, except for I think YouTube, if you type in dad and bloated, it'll show up, but I think it's Brian Albrandt is the URL. Okay. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty much everywhere. And I appreciate you having me coming on and, and you do something that I see you enjoy what I do, but like I could never do what you do. I, I can't, I'm the worst motive. I, I can't motivate people. To, I can't motivate my kids to eat, you know, like, so you're an, you're an inspiration to people who, who can't do this sort of thing. Yeah, either. Thanks, I, I, I lack, I lack so many things that you were probably able to do. So that's why we support each other, man. Yeah. Cause we yeah. can't get that. The yin and the yang of life, brother. Absolutely. Well, listen, uh, many thanks to you, brother. God bless you and your family. And, and I'll tell you what, it'd be great if we could check back in in six months or eight Absolutely. months when at that next level or anytime you got something big that popped up, please don't be afraid to reach out and we'll have you back on. And I'm just so, so thankful, man. And good luck to you. Happy Father's Day. And uh, I wish you all the success, brother. You too, man. Appreciate it. Take care. Good talking to you. I just want to thank everybody uh, once again that has come forward, uh, my, my close clients, my teammates, my partners, my friends that have supported me since I restarted Frog Logic Podcast. Uh, I just can't thank Onnit enough, man. I really appreciate all your support and your love that you've given me through this whole thing. And man, I just, I love your products. I love the alpha brain, man. If you're, if you want that mental alacrity, that memory and focus, you want to get dialed in for a full day of work, a full day of focus, a full day of, of really pushing your cognitive abilities to the maximum to optimize the way you think, man, then alpha brain is it for you, man. Head on over to onnit.com. That's O N N I T.com. Uh, and, uh, tell them frog logic sent you and man, go get yourself some on it. Uh, some alpha brain, go get yourself some new uh, uh, kettlebells, go get yourself uh, some total gut health to pr- build the healthy gut flora, man. Uh, I just love their products. They got great protein. They got everything you could want, man. Thank you so much on it. That's head over to on it. That's O-N-N-I-T. And then other is ReadyWise. If you are not ready and prepared uh, for the next pandemic, for the next shutdown, for the next thing that's coming, for the next hurricane, for the next tornado, for the next whatever. If you don't have enough food to last your family one month, three months, six months, seven months, whatever you think you need to do for the next kind of tragic moment, man, then head over to readywise.com, man. 
uh, and check out all the incredible meals that they have. These are freeze-dried meals. They last 25 years. They're easily stackable and 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 storage in their containers. They've got these great bucket containers that uh, stack accordingly. Man, the food tastes great. I've had just about every kind of uh, a meal ready to eat, MRE-style meal you can think about. I've eaten almost everything they have. It's great tasting. It's phenomenal. Much more importantly, it gives you and your family the peace of mind that you will be able to take care of, at least feed your family. If all else goes wrong, you'll be able to feed your family. So get on over to ReadyWise.com and check it out. If you put in the promo code FROGLOGIC, you get 25% off everything. They're a little backed up right now, but they will get it to you, man. They are working 24-7 around the clock. Man, you cannot beat this organization Please get over to readywise.com, get yourself some food, uh, and uh, promo code FROGLOGIC, 25% off everything. Also, if uh, you or your organization needs an online motivational training talk, please uh, hit us up at teamfroglogic.com. If you want some cool kids' books, a PT book during the the protein, uh, during the pandemic to get them back up in shape, man, I've got Doc Frog's physical training manual. I've got Doc Frog's anti-bully manual. You can pick up my book on self-confidence for adults. You can buy stickers, hats, and everything you want. Or more likely, just come on over, write a note, and tell us how much uh, uh, you're enjoying everything. And also, if you could on this, man, if you feel up for it, man, write a, write a post for us on whatever platform you're listening to this. Write a review, write a whatever, man. Send a note to us. Tell us if you like it, man. We just really love your feedback. So I hope you enjoyed this tough episode. Uh, God bless you. God bless everybody. Hopefully, we can live with greater love in our hearts so we can all just love more. God bless. Hoo-yah.